nowadays I'm doing a, a thing where I'm treating all women in my life like mm-hmm. men treat other men. Oh, okay. Like that was an excellent point. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, all right, way to go. Yeah. I one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. great. I can get behind that too. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I wish I'd said that. Yeah. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. I want to kick off with advice on advice. Advice on advice is a segment where we find advice on the internet that stinks. And it's unqualified. And we give our advice on that advice, hence hashtag advice on on advice. advice. So this is Dear Colleen. This is from a UK paper. Okay. Um, We haven't haven't explored Dear Colleen. No, we haven't explored Dear Colleen. Um, She says, I slagged off on my boyfriend when he walked out on me, and now my parents won't forgive him. So slagged off is like I said negative things about him. Wait a minute. So the boyfriend left. I slagged off on my boyfriend when he walked out on me, and now my parents won't forgive him. Okay. So, uh, Dear Colleen. My partner and I had a huge row a couple weeks ago, which resulted in him walking out and going to stay with his brother for a few nights. I was so angry with him, and I had a real rant about him to my parents, telling them all the hurtful things he had said and done. Mm. Uh, At the time, I was so mad that I never wanted to see him again, even though we have an 18-month-old son together. However, we've since reconciled and talked about what happened. He is very remorseful about the things he said and for walking out, which he now realizes was very hurtful and immature. He's had a lot of stress at work and we both found parenting hard because our son is a poor sleeper. So we're feeling exhausted pretty much all the time. My problem is my parents don't want to see my partner. They don't want to visit if he's there or have him at their house after the things he said. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what he said. Um, My dad is particularly angered that he walked out on us. I've told them I think they're overreacting and asked them to trust my judgment, but they won't listen. If I can move on and try and work on the relationship, why can't they support me? Uh Yeah, they're being very black and white about this whole thing. Have you any advice on how I can solve this? So this is a tough one, and I'm sure you've been in this situation before. Yes, yes. Um, So basically, someone, they're in a relationship, the guy said some... Really, must have been horrible things. Mm-hmm. He left for a couple of days. Left her with the 18-month-old. Yeah. And just went and stayed with his brother. And then a few days later, they had discussions about it. In the interim, she goes to her parents and tells them all the terrible things yeah. that, she, that he has said. And also that he's left. And she says the dad is particularly angry. I can see that. This is a guy from a different generation. Who's looking at a young man who has a baby and, and he's like, and you, you, you left, you left my daughter with, the, with your left. son. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. And just fucked off. And the, and said all these things. Said all these things. And you know, you're both already stressed out. So you basically made her a single mom for a couple of days. I don't know how she handled it. I don't know if this woman is working or not working, but regardless, mm-hmm. now she's left with the, the sole care of this child. Of this child for a couple of days while the guy goes and what, hangs out with his brother? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the parents are saying, no, we're we're not interested. Right. 
Well, you know? they have every right not to mm-hmm. be interested after after that. They can not be interested all they want. Yeah. And honestly, like you're, it's a hard thing because sometimes you do go to people and you you vent and you rant and. It depends on what the person has done though. So I've had this situation with friends where they're like, you know, um, so my my partner said this and that and the other and blah, blah blah. But we patched it up. But then there are some things that their partners have said and or done that I'm like, no. You will not, first of all, you need to do something about mm-hmm. this, right? Especially if it's a physical thing or if it's something with substance or they've just said something that I'm like, no, that's a red flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That there's a big problem. Yeah. Yeah, like, but then I absolutely, after that, have been like, well, my relationship with your partner is over. Yeah. We're done. I don't want to see this person. Um, and I've had it with female uh, friends who have been dating women and I've had it with female friends who have been dating men. It's like, no, I'm not dealing with your partner anymore. I don't, not only do, did you not like what they said, but I don't like it. And I don't like what they did and I don't want to be around them. Yeah. And I don't have to go through the process. No, it's not my partner. Yeah. If you want to be with them, that's fine. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm still your friend. Yeah. I'm still your friend. Still talk to me, but this is how I, what I think about it. The other part is it's hard for the person who is getting this information, the parents or the friend or whatever. It's like. Some, you're like, well, this is probably going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> like, how many how many times is this going to happen? So you're going to be in this... This loop. This, you know, wash, rinse, repeat mm-hmm. cycle continually. It's going to keep going on. Mm-hmm. And then you don't know if this person is also one of these manipulators. Exactly. Who is going, oh, this one hurt me. Like, trying to divide, it, divide people. Yeah. So, okay. So here was Colleen says... I think it would help to see things from their point of view. They love you and he hurt you. Clear. They dealt with the fallout and you told them all the hurtful things, he said. And remember, at the time, you said you never wanted to see him again. Yeah. Um, they don't have the same kind of relationship with him that they have with you. So it may take some time for them to accept him again. If you can convince them all to get together in a room to discuss what mm-hmm. happened... That might be one way to sort things out. It's up to your partner to reach out, apologize, explain himself, and offer your parents reassurance. However, if your mom and dad are still not having it and you want to be with your partner, you have to find ways of including your parents in your life without your partner being there. Colleen went yeah, right for it. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. They don't have any responsibility to your partner. Right. Maybe to, to you and their grandchild, but yeah, this to guy. The partner, no, they don't have to no, do anything. No, they don't have to do anything. If he doesn't behave himself, if he's not... Taking his relationship seriously to yeah. the point where he walks out on the for days for the and the you guys have an eighteen year, yeah. eighteen month old together. That's yeah. not. I see leaving going. We've all had a situation where we're like I'm going for a walk, mm-hmm. or even I'm going to sleep on the couch. Yeah, but to leave to leave with the to leave your leave child. your child behind. Yeah. Come on, uh, and hopefully in time, if they can see you're happy and things are going well, they'll come around. It could be worth considering relationship counseling to help you and your partner. It would also show your parents how serious you are about working through your problems and moving forward positively. I like this advice. It's kind of hard nowadays, though, because we all know the statistics on relationships. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And so it's, I, I can see the parents thinking like, okay, this is a, a red flag. Mm-hmm. I can also see from the parents' point of view, generally, generationally speaking, the walking out thing on the kid is, is, you know... Is it? You don't have that option. No, you... To just walk out on children. No. You can't. Neither parent no. does that. And you can't yeah. You can't walk out on your partner and leave them as the sole caretaker of your child. And even if you are if you are mad and you need space, you have to be like, how are we going to do this? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we both have to take care of this yeah. child. So let's 
I'll come back for the child or like you've got to you figure something do, out. Like yeah, well, I just need some space, and then you can go and have some space. Yeah, I'll take the child. You know, we'll work something that out. Address be, that. Be mature. Yeah. Be be adult about it. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, like, luckily for this kid, the kid is only eighteen months old. But as as children get older, when they see that kind of behavior, it's extremely traumatic for yeah. them. <laughs> right. So if you're already starting this off. Like, you got to figure out a way to put it together. But, yeah, I think this is good advice. The The parents don't have to deal with the guy at all. You'll have to find ways to work around it. Um, I would I would say also, too, maybe if this is the way your parents are going to, to react, you have to make a choice of are you going to run, tell dad every, t- every time something happens? Right. Yeah. Or. Right. That's you a, know? another thing. Yeah. If you Are you going to go and tell your parents this stuff? When you tell people this stuff. They then, take it as red. Yeah. And they're going to have an opinion. They're not yeah. just going to go, they're not going to be, man, I don't know what you would call it, being dragged through it and in and yeah. out of their drama. Like, I've had people tell me, oh, my, my husband has said, you know, made disparaging remarks about how I look and is, is you know, being really demeaning towards me. I'm like, well, fuck that dude. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I see, you know, that for me, when I see him, I'm going to be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay, you're a piece of shit. You've insulted my friend. Mm-hmm. Right, right. There's yeah, that, right. that relationship it cannot really, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't need to be repaired. It's not going to be repaired. Yeah. If you really, if you've hurt somebody that I care about to the point where they have to come crying to me about it, yeah, we're not mm-hmm. going to, you know, we're not really going to see eye to eye on that one. And we don't have to, right? That's exactly true. You're yeah. right. You're totally right. You don't have to. All right. What do you have? Okay. Good advice, Colleen. Huzzah. Yes. Yes, thumbs up on that advice. Yeah. It's a hard one, too. That was really... That's a difficult one, but she got to it. Because it's like a long-term situation, mm-hmm. and there's well, a we, lot of variables. This is what I was saying about the statistics. Maybe it's not a long-term. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, nothing lasts uh, forever. They got the four Parentees. Parentees. Yes. This is like bribees. It says they're talking about how to talk to speaking of children, how okay. to talk to your babies to boost the baby's language development. Just talk to them. Uh, so, but a lot of parents have baby talk where they're like, you're such a little weirdo baby boo Why? That's adult stupid talk. Yeah. Babies I don't that's talk baby like talk. that. I mean, but that's, uh, that's, are you my little baby? You know, that's, yeah. that's what baby talk Could is. Could you Just imagine to define that kids term. being like, yeah, I am lady. Can we move on to yeah. a, like a higher topic of conversation? Yeah. I am your baby. Well, <laughs> like, yes, we, we have yes. settled that matter. No, I'm your little baby. Yes. I'm not your widow baby. <laughs> yes. I'm not your little baby boo-boo. Yeah. So, I'm Phil. Uh, so true baby talk that helps the baby's language development. Um, it can boost infant brain speech and develop is actually proper adult speech, just delivered in a different cadence. Yes. So it uses real words and correct grammar, but it does yeah, use like a higher it, pitch. It uses real words yeah, yeah. <laughs> and correct grammar. A, a slower tempo and an exaggerated intonation. Yeah. So the silly sounds or your, you know, your shoozy woozies on your little feet, that's some bullshit. And that's not going to help with their brain And it's confusing for them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, what? So th- what you really should speak is motherese or they talk, 
that that's what they called it, or parentees. Mm-hmm. Ah, parentees. Okay. Parentees, yes. So that will help the baby tune in socially and respond, even though it's only babbling back at you, they still are understanding what you're saying. Yeah. So it's basically the high, uh, like a higher overall pitch. Mm-hmm. Same way you talk to a dog. Yeah. And so it's a little slower with pauses between phrases mm-hmm. to give the baby time to participate. Yeah. Hello, my dear. Like, so you have, want to sound like those annoying mothers in Park Slope. They're mm-hmm. doing the right thing. Yeah, they are. You know? They are. By talking to their children using complex sentences, mono, you know, polysyllabic words, mm-hmm. but doing it in a sing-song voice. Yes. Yes. You are my little baby. Yeah. But and I love you. As they get older, like by the time they're in pre-K, you can stop doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Because I have taught from pre-K and I talk to the children normally and they seem to find it refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> right. I treat I treat them like I treat everybody else. Yeah. You know, if they need it repeated, I'll repeat it. Right, right, right. But it's like, you know, they're they're also human beings. Right. Right. They speak know what's going on. They speak in full sentences. Do not use gibberish. Yeah, and stop giving them soda. Yeah. <laughs> Stop giving them soda. Stop giving them Mountain Dew. Yeah. Some of the stuff I see sometimes, I'm like, lady, come on. You you can't get some water for that kid. So I have some uh, barnyard news here. I collected this last year. I'm really excited to present it. Barnyard news is a segment where we talk about animals in the barnyard. And out of the barnyard. Or anywhere. Just animals, basically. Um, Jaguars fishing in the sea to survive. What? So there's an island off the coast of the Brazilian Amazon where mm-hmm. it's a nature preserve. And basically, they have been trying to put collars on some of the, the jaguars mm-hmm. and they set up cameras everywhere because they're trying, they want to learn more about them, what their habits are and whatnot. So in the past, they have seen jaguars catching fish in the wetlands to eat. And they previously thought that this was not something that they did, but it's a cat. And in like my mind, cats like fish. I mean, why didn't we put this together sooner? Why I didn't, didn't anybody think of this? So they, they, they've been spotted catching, catching fish in the wetlands, but now they think they have been going out to the ocean to get fish. Nice. The jaguars. Well, of course. It, I mean. <laughs> so this is how they figured it out. This is the first time the behavior has been spotted in the Amazon, says the senior program officer at WWF Brazil. Uh, which is the wildlife organization. Uh-huh. So we always report on how people are like, this is the first time we've seen it, but it's... It's been going on. It's been going it's on. the first time you've seen yeah. it. Not that it's the first yeah. time it's happening. So this is the quote. On the way past the camera, the jaguar was dry. And on the way back, ostensibly from the ocean, it was wet and it had a fish in its mouth. So, so they ergo. suspect... <laughs> they suspect... That they eat fish, and that fish may make up a large portion of their diet. They have two fishing techniques. One is waiting for the tide to come in and catch a fish that's stuck in the pond mm-hmm. by the mangroves. The other one is just to go fishing, just to jump into the sea and just go, go for it. it. Claws, <laughs> claws, and teeth. Yeah. <laughs> get in there. And they said, "I'm not aware of any other jaguar population that eats so much fish." But I mean, how aware are you really yeah. of these jaguars? <laughs> of anything. Um, so there's the island that they're on is 230 square miles. It's protected um, by the International Union for Conservation of Nature. There are no uh, people on the island. Nice. And the animals don't have really any contact with people. 
It's mangroves, forests, and mudflats. So um, they're free to fish in peace, run around, again, do whatever they want. It's also a stop, uh, um, a stopping off point for my bird migration. So flamingos stop, stop there, like the ones in Florida. Ospreys, cuckoos. Uh, and the fishermen in the area said they have seen jaguars, jaguars, as well as deer, anteaters, and buffaloes swimming out to the island. Because <laughs> so, they're like, get me off yes. <laughs> out of this neighborhood. Out of this mainland. To... So they're swimming to the island from the mainland, like we're out of here. Yeah. So normally they say that in an area that is... Um, I suddenly got the song in my head, um, Neil Diamond's, they're coming to America. You know, yes. like I could just like with that... But I, I like the, the idea of like yeah. buffalo and jaguar swimming next to like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Like it's like a commute out there. <laughs> and how, and they t- they're telling each other about this. Yeah, communicating with each other. Hey, there's some good fish over here. I bet you someone like a, a buffalo uh-huh. gets out there and like, fuck, everyone's here. Am I the last guy to know about this? Yeah. Um. So the fishermen in the area say that the island produces jaguars. So basically, the jaguars go out there, they mate, they mm-hmm. hang out, they they have their uh, young, they grow a little bit, and then they leave the island. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's not a place to, to stay mm-hmm. for the long term. No, no. Like no. my hometown. It's like, yeah, just like a, a like a weekend getaway. Yeah. So also the jaguars have been um, attacked on the mainland by farmers who were trying to protect their livestock. So a lot of these jaguars are like, you know what, F it. If you're, if I can't get some of that juicy, juicy. Yeah, I'll get some fish. Beef. No oh, one is, no one is uh, stalking me out here in the ocean. So the other interesting thing is apparently on this island, so if normally there are... They said two to five jaguars in a like a hundred mile area or whatever it is. Here, it's like three times as many living in a small space. So they don't mind being tons of them around each other oh. if they are, you know, in an area where that. they could enjoy themselves. Yeah. You know what? I just thought of like uh, the jaguar wouldn't have that many predators in the sea except for a shark. And wouldn't you like to see a shark? Shark versus jaguar? jaguar yeah. Wow. That, I mean, what what? Imagine the shark being like, dude, this is my lucky day. Yeah, like, oh my God. Like, I've never seen anything like this before. Right, it looks right, tasty. Right. And then the jaguar being like, you know what? Venga, poppy. Bring it. <laughs> it's Spanish speaking. It's Spanish. <laughs> well, it would be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, bring it on. Let's do, let's dance. Yeah. You know, bailamos. Yeah. And the shark is like, I've never encountered this. Yeah. It would be up for a fight because mm-hmm. like, the jaguar would have some serious uh, skills. So the interesting thing about a lot of places are putting out these little cameras now yeah. for the, to capture, the, you know, photographs of animals. My favorite ones, and I'll just show you this one. Oh, that's a good one. So they this come is an w- image of a jaguar. <laughs> it's like a foot from the camera. Yeah, but it's coming through this this like um, this marsh area. Yeah. It looks like so there's water and grass and it's coming at you. It just Ooh. so these pictures that they get of the animals investigating the cameras are mm-hmm. always very interesting to me because again it's a cat mm-hmm. and it's like hey what's this yeah you know so some really wonderful pictures out there and it's got a mind of its own it's a cat. yeah they got a, they're very smart it has yeah. a mind of its own so this is the WWF Brazil. Um, which is the an NGO that's doing jaguar collar research, and it's at the Maraca Hipioca Ecological Station. So you could do a Google search for that, and you can see wonderful pictures of these jaguars. And then, you know, you can decide for yourself. If you see a jaguar going towards the ocean dry, then later coming back wet with a fish in its mouth, you can, you can conclude yes. <laughs> what you think may have happened yeah, you can put your in the interim. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Even if you're not a scientist, you could probably figure that one out for yourself. Oh, fascinating. That is interesting. All right, what do you have? Well, 
I have a scientific discovery. Okay. You're gonna blow, it's going to blow my uh, hair off? Pretty much. Scientists now believe they know why Neanderthals went extinct. Uh-huh. Rents? Why? Well, the, the rents <laughs> the were too rent high. high. <laughs> right. um, a new study points to the blame on their ears. Okay. The path of human evolution is far from straight, and over the course of time, several different versions of humanity rose and fell before Homo sapiens became the dominant species. Okay. Okay. So, I'd like to see these other guys. I know, right? Well, they would have gotten all up the prototypes to. of each one, right? <laughs> yeah, um, so there are fossil records um, that provide the evidence of the, the existence. Mm-hmm. And from that, what they figured out, they're like, the, the Neanderthals were wiped out. They were like, was there a plague? Was there, what was it? Mm-hmm. Um, was there some type of event that happened that wiped them all out? But what they have figured is at the, when, they reconstru- when they reconstructed the model of the Neanderthal's skull, mm-hmm. um, the, um, what is it, the tube that goes, in, that's in your ear, that drains so fluid. The eustachian tube. Eustachian tube. Or whatever, eustachious, eustachian tube. Eustachian tube. That, um, the way it was positioned, they would get a lot of ear infections. That took them out? Yeah. It's like those lame kids at school. Yeah. <laughs> So when they got sick, it would linger, and they couldn't really get well. Mm -hmm. And, of course, at that time, the ear, nose, and throat profession was just an infancy. (laughs) So rather than draining, they got got the infections, and they died out. From ear infections? Yeah, especially the children. Yeah. I remember in in school, there were always some very lame, small children that were constantly Mm -hmm. getting ear infections. Yeah. And having allergies. So that all those complications from ear infections led to meningitis, respiratory infections, hearing loss, and pneumonia. So if you had uh, those, if they you were had hearing weakened. loss, they were weakened, they were, um, you know, pneumonia, all of that, they couldn't. So there was another group that was like, now we got this ear bit figured out. Yeah. So the ear then developed in hmm. a way, this other group. Had I mean, I like this theory, but I feel like it's like any theory. Maybe it's going to come along later and they'll be like, you know what? They had one shorter leg. They just kept falling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they refused to, to live in flat lands and <laughs> they were addicted to this whole mountain thing and they just kept tumbling off. You know, listen, I was scrolling through this article <laughs> and then I just saw this prompt and I haven't explored it yet, but for a related article saying, this is what a Neanderthal's <laughs> voice might have sounded like. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't wait like, to hear it. What a Neanderthal's voice might have... Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. like that. Maybe That's they sound like Jerry true. Lewis. Hello? Hello? I, my ear. Yeah. My new station tube. Lady. That well, kind of lady, thing. I can't hear you. I can't. Speak up. Oh, that was my Jerry Lewis. It's not, not bad. I, I don't know what Jerry Lewis sounds like, to be quite often. Oh, so I have some legal hikey here. My husband, Greg Zenon, attorney at law, has sent this in. Um, Defendant doesn't automatically get new trial because judge nodded off. Top state court rules. So I would just like to preface this by saying this happened in Kansas. Okay. All right. And so just keep that in the back of your mind. Man convicted of assault and weapons charge isn't automatically entitled to a new trial just because the judge nodded off. During the portion of a testimony, the Kansas Supreme Court has ruled. Um, November 27th, uh, the appeal of DeQuantrius Johnson, whose lawyers did not object and did not seek a mistrial, um, there was an isolated incident of nodding off. But Kansas is saying, it's okay. Now, so nodding off 
is sleeping, people. Yeah, you're asleep. And you're you asleep. Can't. So they give the um, the judge, Benjamin Burgess, admitted to nodding off. I acknowledge myself, ladies and gentlemen, that I did nod off, but I doubt I'm the first judge in America that's ever done that. Do you see where we are in the Republic, people? This is a judge saying, like, yeah, so I fell asleep at work, but, like, I'm sure, like, someone else has done it before, so it's, like, totally cool, okay? Yeah. Right? It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. So the this actually went to the... That's just, like, you know, like on any job when you fall asleep, you're, you're a police officer or yeah, a firefighter. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's That's totally just, fine. Yeah. Um, so the, the case, this is what the Kansas Supreme Court said. And Supreme here, I'm putting in all kinds of quotes. Yeah. All right, the case does not present us with the facts indicating a judge who slipped into any of the deeper phases of sleep. Do you see the semantic? This is what's mm-hmm. wrong with America, right? The semantics for everything. Mm-hmm. He was just in a light sleep. Motherfucker, you're asleep. A light sleep is asleep. It gets better. sleep is the operative word. There is no suggestion that the trial judge was actually engaged in a full-blown nap. So he wasn't drooling. Kansas. Just like a driver... So they use this analogy, just like a driver who feels the overwhelming physical need for sleep should immediately get off the road. Yeah. A responsible judge charged with overseeing a criminal trial who feels the need for sleep and can no longer successfully put it off has a responsibility to halt the proceedings. Yeah, absolutely. Wait for it. But just as not every dozing driver causes an accident, Kansas... Not every instance of a dozing judge must lead to an automatic reversal. So basically, this is fine. Wow, Mm -hmm. Kansas. This is fine. The Kansas Supreme Court said there's no indication that the judge in attention nodding off amounted to an abdication of the judicial responsibilities. So it's okay if you are old white dude sitting on the bench. Right. And you're just tired of hearing what's going on with this brother's case. You just go ahead and do the most rude thing you could possibly do and unprofessional which is just to take a quick nap yeah yeah that's okay in kansas that's fine it's totally fine um it says so i understand that they don't want to overturn the case based on this but um i don't know i've had a lot of jobs Mm -hmm. and i haven't ever had a job where i felt that during the course of performing all the tasks in the job i could just go ahead and go to sleep so, like, when I worked as a waitress mm-hmm. or as a teacher or in a shop, mm-hmm. I never felt that it was appropriate when dealing with a client to, fall to just close my eyes and go to sleep. Yeah, when I was an aerobic instructor, right, in the middle of class, and I was tired. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of a step. Look, <laughs> you guys don't mind if I just nod. I'm just going to go into the first phase of the Kansas style. Yeah, Kansas style. Kansas style, first phase of sleep. But the fact that they bring up the the idea that just like when you're driving, sometimes oh you God. close your eyes, I, but you don't but, get but, it. But there's no accident, so it's all right. So it happens. This is where we are, people. This is this is what's happening. I can't this even, is, what else? I mean, and everything is everything is fine. Everything is fine. I would like to know why was this guy so tired? Right, and why couldn't? Uh, like, I'm sorry. Is there? Do you have another gig? Because you're not allowed to. Well, maybe in Kansas. I'm but, sure. like, was he doing something? Like, you, really, you can't get a little up and awake? Or to, drink some coffee? To, to be a part of the judicial process? To or be leading a court you, session. So if you miss out on the information in order to make your decision. Mm-hmm. Well, he said it's not up to me to make the decision. It's up to the jury. So I, I, my question is, do we need you at all then? Yeah. If, you if it's okay for you to just occasionally nod maybe off. Maybe just... 
Jurors are not even allowed to close their eyes during a case. Well, in New York. Perhaps like in Kansas. Like close their eyes and like listen and imagine. Yeah, they will say, they will, Greg has told me and other attorneys have told me that if people close their eyes, the judge will say, excuse me, get, get juror number three some water. Or are you, you know, are you okay? Do you need to? Do you need to? Because what's going on? Yeah. Our, our, our judicial system really only works if you're awake. Mm-hmm. You must be awake. <laughs> it right. must be awake for it. Yeah. Or is that the American dream that George Carlin when, said? When you said, like, you're not allowed to close your eyes, I just imagine everybody staring and not blinking. Like, you know, <laughs> don't, don't even blink. But it's like, have, it's a, little, have a little respect. Like, this guy, this, whatever this guy did, uh, the defendant, um, it's for assault and weapons charges. Okay, so you have someone here who's... So boring. I can see how it would lull somebody into sleep. But how do you feel, as the person who was assaulted, or had the gun, or whatever the um, weapon was waved in your face, how do you feel about the fact this mother, this dude is taking a nap? Yeah. Have you ever had a therapist fall asleep on you? I have. I hope you fired them immediately. I was like... I once had a. Th- I laughed because she did. T- she like. I know, once had a therapist who was like kind was of like, like. I said, "Are you, is this too tiring for you, or should I, you know, mm-hmm. like, do you need to take a break here? Because I'm paying for this." Yeah. But honestly, the, the she was really old. I think she just couldn't handle it anymore. I, and and th- th- you know what? Pass on the baton on like you know nobody needs to be a judge if you're bored by what you do. This <laughs> go do something else. What's else? Another place where somebody has fallen asleep, but. Has anyone fallen asleep while you're talking to them? My mom. Yeah. But, I mean, that's usual. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't care about that yeah. kind of stuff. But, I mean, I've never... There, there's a great scene in Reno 911. I don't know if you ever saw that on Comedy Central. There, It's about... It's making fun of the police officers. I remember this show, yeah. So, there's one... There, there are two guys driving. Yeah. And they, they, they both have sunglasses on. And the, the guy who's in... The cop that's in the passenger seat in the front... Um, is talking to the guy or he thinks he does and all of a sudden the guy goes oh man I was just having the best dream and then they crashed to something <laughs> that's what I imagined for this you, you need to be awake yeah you know I've seen I've been to court before in New York and seen a judge reading the post during the proceedings oh you you know what sir you are too comfortable with your privilege yeah if right. you think if you it's think- appropriate to Nod off, read the paper, go go do Check something else. Yeah, 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 go do something else. Then go, yeah, exactly, yeah. if you're that bored. And I like that this guy isn't even embarrassed. Can you? I can't imagine having that much privilege and confidence mm-hmm. in myself to not even be embarrassed by that. You know, a woman is embarrassed if she has something on her blouse. You know, you know? It's, it's so funny. <laughs> this guy's taking a nap. Oh, sorry, Kansas-style nap. I, I try to, nowadays, I'm doing a, a thing where I'm treating all women in my life like mm-hmm. men treat other men. Oh, okay. Like, that was an excellent point. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, all right, way to go. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. great. I could get behind that, too. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I wish I'd said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people are like, what's going on? Because <laughs> men, it. it's so funny. And men fucking blow smoke up each other's asses oh, yeah. all the time. And just like, and, <laughs> and any mistake, I totally downplay them. Like, whatever. Yeah. You know, I do that four times a day. Yeah, dude. It's fine. Yeah. I hit my wife all the time. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, nodding off. Yeah and, yeah, and any mistake is like, what? So in, in the future, if anybody in Kansas takes a quick nap during the job just cite this case here of uh, the supreme kansas supreme court 
the people versus Benjamin Burgess, I guess. Or maybe it's DeQuantris Johnson versus Benjamin Burgess. And just say, it's fine. If a judge who's in, in control of supposedly one of the most important mm-hmm. things in the United States, which is our judicial system, yeah. blah, 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 can take a nap, mm-hmm. so can I. Yeah. At Tasty yeah. Freeze. Yeah. I'm on. The soda was almost full. What's the big deal? You know? I know. I, at the gym, I saw one of the locker room attendants, and she's, like, in the corner. like Taking a nap? Like, I saw one taking a nap mm-hmm. in one of the rooms. Totally fine. Totally fine. I'm like. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? Must be tired. Yeah. I don't care. She I really don't care. Adjudicating a case around assault. Yeah, the other one's in the corner, like on her phone, and the, like the locker room's a mess. I'm like, All right. so you play bass keys, drums, guitar, sing lead or rap, horns too. Looking for a place to go Saturday night, 8 p.m. to 12. Funkadelic Studios, y'all. Fully equipped rehearsal yeah. studio. It's got everything you need to jam. What you waiting on? 209 was 40th Street. Come one, come all, and you can bring your bandmate, lover, or friend. Yeah, come prepare to jam. So just to just to give the other side, not the other side of the story, but not the, the Quantris Johnson, perhaps not the best person to, to uh, feel sorry for in this situation, because even though this was uh, assault and weapons charge, he's better known, apparently, for... Um, a second case in which he was accused of stealing a wedding ring from the finger of a woman who had just had a brain aneurysm and Taco Bell. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my so God. So the woman had a brain aneurysm, was on the floor. And he took her. And ring. he was trying to get the ring off. <gasps> wow. Yeah. That's a That's low. <laughs> that's, that's low. Some low, low <laughs> shit. Right there, Mr. Johnson. Shame on you. Yeah. Shame low on shit. you. Yeah. But... For a guy like that, be awake in court. Yeah. You know, be awake. All right, what do you have? Oh, my God. I was just, I'm just stunned by that. He tried to take. <laughs> it reminds yeah. me of the scene in the old Robin Hood, the animated Robin Hood, where the king falls asleep. And I think they go to kiss the king's hand. They try to, like, suck the ring off or something like that. Yeah, right, it's right, like right. that kind of thing. Like, really just low, low behavior. Fireflies. Okay. I hope it's good news. Fireflies. Well, oh, no. I, they're facing extinction due to habitat loss, pesticides, and artificial light. What kind of habitat? They've got competition. Yeah. All those string lights <laughs> from those hipster weddings, and they're like, fuck it, we're out. Yeah, right. They're, they're, that's old school outdoor yeah. lighting. Yeah. It's a firefly. We used to put them in a jar. We used to put, yeah, collect them, put them in a jar. With some grass, yeah. yeah. So, firefly, we lo- all love. Isn't it funny? It's a, it's a bug, but we're like, yeah. We I love fireflies. Like hold yeah. Them when I was a, a kid at my mom, you've been to my mom's house in the summertime. And now I think about it, I don't see it as much. In the summertime, all of the trees all around the house, house used to be illuminated with fireflies. Yeah. Oh my God, how beautiful. Yeah. Not anymore. String lights. So, with the loss of their natural habitats, pesticide use, and artificial lights, it's putting some 2,000 or so species at the risk of extinction. Great. Um, so it's habitat loss that's the leading, causing the leading decline. Um, there's, uh, yeah, and some fireflies are suffering because they need certain environmental conditions to complete their life cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, they need the love of a small girl who wants to put them in a jar for a couple no of hours. Kidding. I mean, I used to, we, those are the one kind of buzz we used to like catch and let them crawl on our hands, you know. Not that our, our love of them was keeping them alive, but, you know, you have a different yeah. relationship with a right, firefly. right. So the artificial light, what it does, like for the 
for the female, um, at, for any of the, the, the ones that do the glowing, mm-hmm. they shine for hours to attract a mate, but artificial light can disrupt that process. Oh, so no. Are the dude it. trying to hump like a light bulb or Pretty a string much. light? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. Oh, yeah. Okay. The dark is uh, important. Yeah. So, and many fireflies rely on bioluminescence, the chemical reaction inside the bodies that Mm -hmm. allow them to light up, to attack, and, you know, their mates. And, yeah, so the courtship is, oh, God. That's terrible. How can can I compete with a light bulb? You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm doing everything I can. It's like fake boobs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's fake boobs. It's like taking away my mate. Yeah. Because you got this. For no reason, though. Yeah. No, they're attracting mates. Yeah, I'm but I mean, like, you can't. The, my boob. The, the, my boob. My boob. But one. The light bulb. The, the uniboob that I have now. <laughs> the light bulb. Why cannot... are guys like my uniboob, <laughs> Jaquetta? The, the light bulb cannot receive any gratification or produce offspring. <laughs> so, what's the point? You're just a bunch of really frustrated male fireflies. Like, ah, I don't know, dude. This chick's not giving me anything. Yeah, but they like to see be seen. It's yeah, like arm candy. They like to be seen. You know, like, so all the other male fireflies are like, wow, what a what a woman yeah. you got. I can't you believe can't I was wasting my blowing. time with Maggie. She can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> yeah. That's what they, that's how the conversation goes. That's my lady. She's 24-7. Yeah, all, all the time. All shine all the time. <laughs> so what can we do? Uh, what can we do? I don't know what the answer is. We turn off the lights. To, yeah, turn off the lights and stop with this nonsense. Yeah, stop with it. So hammer time on the lights. <laughs> so this light pollution is like the huge difference. light pollution is is a real problem. I as I was saying earlier, I was away. I was out of the country for uh, a couple of months, and we were staying in an area where there's no light at night, and you forget how beautiful. Things can be at night when there's moonlight. Yeah. And there was just a supermoon. Oh. And the supermoon was, it was all, you could almost read a book at night. Wow. You know, it was that wow. right. It was ca- like, sh- there were shadows on the ground. Everything That's was beautiful. It. And if you went outside at the right time of night, you could see. And it's one of the few times when the, the animals come out and you can actually see like an armadillo. You know, you can see the animals oh, that normally God. it would be too dark to see. Mm. Um, but it, you know, it also helps the, with the migration of turtles, like a lot of animals need the moonlight to let them know, you know, what's going on. Yeah. So, um, there's firefly tourism. How? You know, uh, this is another factor with authors, um, called, they call it firefly tourism in mm-hmm. places like Japan, Taiwan, and Malaysia. It's been a recreational activity to watch the spectacular light displays put on some firefly species. However, it's now becoming more popular and widespread. And they're ruining it? Yeah, and they're impacting firefly numbers as a result. <laughs> what the firefly? Yeah. We're not here. So in Thailand, I'm not here for your entertainment. That motorboat traffic along the Mangrove River in Thailand uh, was toppling trees and eroding riverbanks and destroying the habitat. Of the things that they wanted yeah, to see. While the, yeah, and the flightless species were getting trampled on in North Carolina and in Mexico. So it's like... <sighs> Why can't we can't do anything right? <laughs> sites to protect them from trampling light pollution and the pesticides and pesticides are just everywhere. quite honestly it's i you know we sometimes i think humanity is like a plague it is, it, i don't want to say I we th- can't even we try we're like oh let's go and appreciate something and then we squash it on the way there yeah it's i think that we have we need to stay at home and 
We need to you know, gather together in the cities and stay in there and be quiet. And the joke is on us because yeah. we think we have dominion over this planet. We really don't. Mother Nature is going to be like flick us off like yeah. like like nothing. And I mean, it'll take a long time to repair, but it'll come back. But oh, honestly, yeah, she's going to repair herself. She trampling the thing and destroying the environment of the thing that you're paying to go see yeah. to me is just you know the the snake eating its own tail way of living. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's sad. Yeah. What do you have? I, if you if you have a chance, people, try to go somewhere where it's dark. Um, so I have some member news. Oh, okay. So this is penis news, dick updates, scrotum stories. Let's see what a sack is at tonight, people. It literally, this is written by a gentleman named Ben Cost. And he the opening line is, this is a bit nuts. Oh, okay. Thank you. Womp, womp. A Ukraine man woke to find that his wife had placed a metal chastity nut on his member while he was asleep to stop him from having affairs. Oh. And he had to get it removed with a saw. So oh. this is in Ukraine. So for some reason in Ukraine, it's okay to videotape this guy having the, the nut removed. Oh, my God. Sparks are flying. Everywhere. I mean, it's awful. So the man, uh, the unnamed man is in his 40s. He knew something was awry when he awoke in pain and saw the improvised abstinence device on his dick. An improvised. That's what they're calling it. Oh, my God. Oh, I imagine they don't sell them. Like, they're not manufactured in in bulk. (laughs) His wife actually got a metal nut and somehow in the night slipped it onto his jimmy. So he woke up in the morning um, and it was there and... The wife apparently put it there because she found that he had been sleeping around. And she was like, I'm so going to fix this. So she, so she put the nut on. She locked it up. She locked it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, she said, suffice to say, the it kicked off a harrowing saga. The man was taken to a hospital in a, in a nearby city, but they didn't have the tools. Because you imagine he shows up like, quick, get him on the table. They're like, we can't do anything with this. Um, then, we don't have the technology. Yeah, they went to a Cobra rescue crew. So the guys who were like, Jaws of Life. And they cut it off um, with a bandsaw. And they, the whole thing was on the Ukraine news. So it got so intense, sparks were flying, and they had to pour water on the man's crotch to keep it cool. Wow. During the, I don't know why they couldn't put like a Kevlar blanket around it or something, but whatever. Um, so the unfaithful husband is expected to regain full function. Um, they saved the penis, but he said he's considering getting a divorce. Dude, get a divorce. Considering the divorce. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't care what you were doing. I don't care how far around yeah. Ukraine you were putting it. You're done with that person. Right, right. Like, it's over. So they, they put a clamp on, on your dick. Could you imagine if somebody, like, put a chastity belt on you? That's you what I'm sleeping? saying. Like, the no. relationship is over. At least have a conversation. And at least, first of all, don't do that. But, like, have a conversation. If you think your partner is sleeping around... Is that really the way to deal with it? Well, I'll well, you know put what? a lock on his dick. Well, maybe they did have a conversation. He's like, I'll do what I want. And she's like, maybe you won't. Maybe you won't, but you can't do that. Yeah. You cannot take command of someone's body in any way. No, you can't. It's 100% wrong. Yeah, but that's when you get a personality who's like, we're going to... You know, we're going to deal with this. Yes. Oh, and I'm you, going to win. You, you know what? You can. You're not going to do anything about it, but I will. Yeah. You're saying you can't help yourself? I'm going to help you help yourself. So, yeah, he's um, 
And so these guys, the guys who did who removed it said, yeah, we're trained in removing rings and handcuffs and other mm-hmm. objects on people's bodies. No big deal for us. But the picture of it, and I love, too, that they've, they've you know, pixelated out the mm-hmm. genitals. But oh, this, you can see is. the sparks are flying. And it's just a bandsaw, people. This is not a, a piece of equipment. It's not a precision equipment. Yeah, it's not something tool. that you would use that you should probably even have in a surgery. Yeah. <laughs> but they got it going, and the sparks are flying. I am, I mean, how did she, he must have been passed out drunk. I can't think of any other way that you could get a nut onto somebody's nut. Yeah, he must have been drunk. He must have been drunk. Yeah. yeah. The nut is cut from the man's penis using a saw. Is the, uh, that's the piece there. That's sad. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. Thanks.